from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant to you to be strengthened with power through his Holy Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, that you may have the strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, what and the length, and the height, and the depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far, uh, do far more abundantly than all you can ask or even think, according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. As Paul writes this, he pens this and he, he asks, Lord, I, I'm seeking for just strength that comes from the heavens. Strength that comes from you. And so he says, for this reason, I bow my knees. Today, we may not be bowing our knees physically, but we can come in an attitude where we say, Lord, we bow before you. We acknowledge as we sang today the awesome presence of the Lord. There is genuinely a tangible presence of the Lord in this place tonight. And so tonight as you bow your hearts before Him, he says, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named. You are named after your fathers. He says, I bow my knees to him. Oh God, this manifest Lord. This remove every fleshly thought, every kind of thought. Father, today that you will lift every weight that so easily besets us. Every word, every challenge. Father, everything that we are dealing with, there may have been a negative report. There may have just been a challenge, oh God, in the home and in the family. But today you're lifting that up. We're casting our cares upon you, for you care for us. We want to come in this place, Lord, where there's just a purity of receiving from you. Beyond what we feel, beyond what we think, beyond, oh God, what is happening around us. There's so much of negativity around your people today. And just for a moment, Lord, we shut the door on everything. It is our desire to just come before you. And we know that when you show up, oh God, everything pales in comparison to you. Everything pales in comparison to
right now, Father. We leave everything else aside, oh God. And we ask right now that you fill us up, oh God. Fill us up that we will overflow, oh God. Oh, right now, Lord.
Amen. Tonight we are blessed to have one of the mothers in the house. Amen. Uh, Auntie Radha. She's going to share with us a word of the Lord. And thereafter that, Lorenzo is going to also share uh, the word of the Lord with us. So we're tag teaming him today. Amen. Amen. And so we trust the Lord to be blessed. Amen. I know you're going to be blessed. Amen. Is 
what the would be the testimony. Sometimes the seed goes in the ground, it dies, it comes up and withers up. But if that tree grows up, that tree is a testimony of bearing fruit. Mm -hmm. So I said, God, if I am the seed, help me to be the testimony. It was Esther's dedication and commitment to the call that brought freedom and position there before the king. And today God is calling us to become that person. And when I look at myself alone, and for me it is a miracle that I stand. Uh, a month ago when I was diagnosed with cancer, when the doctor said they asked Mrs. Kale, how do you feel? I said, life happens. And I, when I look back at the teaching the pastor was teaching us a month before that, he said, when you walk this life, we have interruptions in our life. Mm -hmm. I said, God, that is an interruption in my life. I wasn't sick, I had nothing to show for, but just something out of the ordinary, and I decided to do what I have to do. And even when I went for the mammogram, my entire savings was exhausted there. So when they told me to come for a biopsy, and asked him, they said, well, the medical aid doesn't pay up for it, you have to pay a cash up front. I said, what does it cost? I said, 5000 I said, I'll come back to you because I don't have that resource with me at the present. I came home, I told my children that's what I have to do. I said, I'm not going for it, maybe a later stage. On that Friday when they called me, I said, you have an appointment at the school. I said, I can make an appointment. He said, no, your son made an appointment. I said, okay, I'll call you back. Now I phoned Joanne, I said, what is the problem? Why did you make an appointment? I said, ask your son, because your son and your son will decide to go make an appointment. So I decided to go for it. He said, they'll have peace when I go for the biopsy and come back. Not realizing what the outcome was. But in all that units, when the doctor said it and spoke to me, I just sat there calm. When you asked Bob what he feel, he said, it's, uh, it's shocking. And I know you're feeling Joanne, my mother is acting so strong, but I know inside of her what she's feeling. But when you know you're God, you know there's no fear in you. I stood strong. Yeah. And even when the doctor came, the uh, operating chair is mystically, are you ready? I said, yes, I'm ready. And the next day when he came to the ward and looked at me mystically, it doesn't look like you have a surgery. What are you made up of? I said, it's not me, it's God in me. And uh, when I say the first day, I was in a room with four other patients. After surgery, when I came back, two hours later, I was on my feet. I just went to the bathroom and I came back, there's another white lady right on the entrance, crying out, screeching. Not even crying, screeching, and she raised me and she wanted me to come here. I went by her, I said, what can I do for you? I didn't know she was at a stroke, she couldn't talk. And I held her hand, I said, can I pray for you? She said, okay, I prayed with her. And next morning she was just born off in a dose. Then a lady in front of her, now she's calling out to me to go bring my bag from the kitchen. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And I know that I'm not in the kitchen, and now she's like a dementia now. And I called the nurse, I said, I don't know what lady wants us to see to her. I came and sat on my bed, and this African girl is crying, speaking on the phone, and she's screaming and crying. I got up, I went to her, I said, sweetie, why are you crying? She said, I'm in so much pain, and I'm here for three days, I'm due for a surgery, but I'm not taking the pain surgery, my goddaughter is aching. And I prayed with her, and I went to sex. Doctor came, he said, Mrs. Gray, are you okay? I said, yes, I'm he said, your son is getting so hysterical at home, calling me and asking me how is my mother and how did the operation go. And you are sitting here like you never had an operation. <laughs> <laughs> then that night went through the next morning when I went, the nurse came and said, you can't stay here, you can't have a good night's sleep, I'm preparing a single room for you. Uh, you wouldn't be taken or you'll be here as an hour ago. You know, that is the best thing that happened for me in that hospital. That single room was heaven for me. I had music on five till the morning till I go to sleep, I had YouTube music on. Everybody that came in and walked with, with that uh, atmosphere in him. And then the third day, Daniel came in. See, Daniel, Daniel came to see Ma and look at church inside the hospital. <laughs> I said, I chose to be here. And when the doctor came, and he's pulling out the train out for me, and he said, it's all the spray. I said, Sophie, he said, you're so busy hearing to your music, you know, and here is feel, I'm pulling the train out of you. And he asked me, where is your Bible? But I know every Christian will have a Bible on the corner at the top. I said, I have it here. Oh, you see, you got so technical now, you got technology now, you got to I said, that is my life. That's my substance. I am here because of what I have here. And that alone, I believe God took me for a purpose in that place to reveal who God is. Yeah. Even sitting in that place, I said, doctor, can I go to church on a Sunday? 
He said, you just went to a cover, you went to a cover church on a Friday, Saturday, you can't go to church. He said, you have God in here. I said, okay. I said, I'm just church two weeks and I need to be. He said, no, you stay. You have church in you. And for me, that is just the miracle hand of God. And because I've known them, I've not felt pain. He said, every time he came, did he have pain? I said, no pain, I no pain that way. He said, Mrs. Perry, when you go home, you'll need the paint up. I said, no, I don't need it. And the box of paint up is still lying there, I'm going to be taking it. And that is just the grace of God, because he's faithful. Yeah. He's yes. faithful in everything. Because when you are confident in who God is, but the Bible says, uh, Philippians says, I'm confident. Because mm -hmm. so if I'm confident in God, I can never, I can just trust and walk with God. And when I went for the oncology, he said the treatment cost 36000 I said, God. Then the, uh, the doctor said, you don't have to worry to spray the nothing that comes out of your pocket. And I said, okay, thank God for that. And when I uh, thought about Benjamin, uh, that is the greatest testimony for me. As I made my declaration for Benjamin after two years of being at home. Father, I know when the economy seems so dull and bleak, but I'm believing you for a miracle. I'm showing my sin, I'm trusting you. You will open the door for you. And when you open the door, knowing Benjamin that is not exposed outside. I said, you will make transport arrangements for him that he will not be shuffled to and fro. And when I came to church and went to the and said, Benji is working. You know, inside of me, like there was a bursting thought. You know, you see the thought bursting, bursting. Like for me, there's something about bursting inside of me. I said, God, you've done it all. What more could I ask for? And that is why I say, no, when you know God, you say, I know the plans I have for you. Even when I sat with the doctor, say, I said, God, I know what, what your plans are. And I told my children, I said, Twice when the enemy tried to take my life away, I survived. I said, cancer is not going to kill me. Yeah. I will override this cancer and I will become strong. And I thank God for the confidence that God has given me that I can still stand strong. Yeah. And today I, I trust that each one of us will be so confident in God. We will not be moved, we will not be shaken. Because God is there. He said, He never leave us, He will never forsake us. And even as Esther stood there, she knew of God and she conquered and she became the queen rule and to bring a, a nation under, to the knee to know who God is. And I believe God positioned us as a seed. Cause us to grow up to the tree that will become the testimony. Because if that tree didn't grow, it's not testimony. You need to become the testimony of God. Amen. 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 I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I just want to say there's such an amazing presence in the house this evening. Amen. Uh, you know, as they always say, when you come expecting, you yes. believe receiving. Amen. Amen. And I believe that we have received. Amen. Amen. This evening. It's always good to be at the Wednesday service. Um, it's, uh, and I always say it's like an energizer. It's, it's my Red Bull. You know, it's after me. And I'm ready, serious, and I've said this to the worshiping previously that this is my Red Bull, you know, my midday fix, you know. So, yeah, I greet you all in the wonderful name of, of, of our Lord. It's a great time to be alive. Uh, and I think one of the things is because the doors of the church are open, amen, things are getting amen. back to normality, amen. And, and we would like to see more of you coming and joining us. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. So, um, I've titled. Um, my, my word for today, uh, it's called You Hold the Key. I'd like to uh, thank Pastor General and the, the leadership um, for giving me the opportunity to, to, to just share the exhortation this, this evening. So we all recall the July riots, amen? It's uh, something that caught us off guard and unexpected. It was a time for us as Durban citizens that made us realize that nothing is guaranteed mm -hmm. and that things can change in a split second, amen? So while preparing this, uh, this world for today, I began to recall the events and how every community came together to form some sort of prevention, and uh, Neil will know as well, some form of barricade from, uh, from the enemy to infiltrate, you know, I'm using these uh, army words now, uh, in order to continue with their routine, you know. It then struck me that what if while the teams or the community were all together, 
that there was a traitor that, uh, that was in the midst. One that would give into the enemy and to the looters just for a loaf of bread, groceries, or whatever they were desiring and longing for at that very moment. You see, in those specific days, and for those that would understand this time that we faced in uh, the riots, these items were in high demand yeah, and scarce. We know we all were running for bread. We've got bread, we've got eggs, and you know, we all were trying to make a plan. And so, uh, yeah, and I then looked at, at my area, you know, which, which had a checker supermarket. And I said, if the looters got through these barricades, they would have went directly to checkers, right? And the surrounding stores. But what if they did not stop there and began to try to get into the residential homes nearby? And if they failed to get in, they would have decided to burn them down, which we've seen many places burned down. This would have had resulted in families and homes and, and loved ones being lost, and including my very own. But you see, for that person that would have allowed the looters to get in, he would have, he would have not cared as, to, as long as he received what he was promised. A very selfish act, which is what we see in this day that we're living in. Which brings me to my study for this evening from the book of Joshua chapter 7, verses 10 to 33. I'm reading from the New Living Translation Bible. It's my, it's my new Bible, so I'm enjoying this version. And it says, But the Lord said to Joshua, Get up! Why are you lying on your face like this? Israel has sinned and broken my covenant. They have stolen some of the things that I commanded must be set apart for me. And they have not, not, and they have not only stolen them, but have lied about it and hidden the things among their own belongings. This is why the Israelites are running from their enemies in defeat. For now Israel itself has been set apart for destruction. I will not remain with you any longer unless you destroy the, the things among you that were set apart for destruction. Get up, command the people to purify themselves in preparation for tomorrow. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, Hidden among you, O Israel, are things set apart for the Lord. You will never defeat your enemies until you remove these things from among you. Amen. Bless God for reading His word. Amen. You know, and every time I get into the word of God, especially when it comes to the, the Israel people, these people were troublesome. Right? They, you know, every leader, every king faced something with these Israel people. They were stubborn. They were arrogant. They were selfish, they were rebellious, they were carefree at times. This was their culture. They were never grateful for what was happening, what had happened, and even they never want to even believe what was going to happen. You know? Just to recap, you know, um, and prior to the scripture, we know that, that Joshua was given the mandate to lead the people of Israel into the promised land. And, and we know that Joshua was faithful. He was a faithful man. But you see, in chapter 7, verses 10, it tells us that Israel was unfaithful concerning the things set apart for the Lord. Now, when they say set apart for the Lord, the things, the King James Version says, the devoted things. And uh, the NIV talks about the, 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 uh, the accursed things. You see, Israel became unfaithful and God was upset with them and angry with them. But then there was a man named Achan. And guess what he did? He stole these things and the Lord was even more angry. Joshua and his men lost the battle against the city of Ai. They prepared for this battle. Joshua sent men to go and have a look at the city and they came back with good report and said, there's a few of them, we can go in, we're going to be victorious. But when they got there, they ran away and as the word of God says, they were chased and the enemies were defeating them. It's basically saying that the Lord gave them into the enemy's hands. Joshua was confused. Because Joshua was, as I said, a man of integrity. He followed the commandments and all the teaching by Moses. He was discerning to the voice of the Lord. And amidst all of this, the Lord allowed him to be defeated before his enemies. Christians even lay flat down before the Ark of the Covenant. And he says, but Lord, what happened? In chapter 1, we know the beginning of Joshua. The Lord promises Joshua that no one will be able to stand against you. 
as long as you live and, and that the Lord will never fail or abandon you. So I can imagine how Joshua was feeling right now when all of this is happening. But we understand what happened here. That Achan had basically sinned against the Lord. Ecclesiastes 9 verses 18 says, It's better to have wisdom than weapons of war. But one sinner can destroy much that is good. Amen. You see, you see, Achan was part of the Israel people. And although Joshua said that and knew that he was called from the Lord and he did all that was right, but he questioned, what did I do wrong now that we were delivered into the hands of the enemy? But it wasn't him. It was the one that was in his midst that failed. You see, God is a God of order, and what he decrees and commands, he expects to be followed. Amen? Amen. Amen. You see, we, and you right there, have the ability in your hands and under your watch yeah. to bring destruction to yourself, your family, and others around you. You therefore need to guard your heart at all times. Yeah. Daily, come before the Lord. That is why the word of God says, put on the armor of God. Because you know why? You hold the key. Yes. Amen? You see, Achan brought death upon his family with no generation left to continue. He was selfish and let his desires take over, which is how we see people currently behaving. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Only worried about their own desires and what they can fill for this time and this very moment, their pleasures and what makes them happy for a moment of joy. Not understanding what the future holds. Amen? You see, which is how we see people behaving. I see the spirit of Esau, like how he sold his birthright to satisfy his hunger. That's happening right now. God is forgiving, but there are times you've got to completely remove, or in Joshua's case, kill what is holding back your victory. Amen? You know, they say, kill it dead. Yes. <laughs> you know, when I when look at David, David did still kill the giants. You know, Goliath, this is an okay man. He cut off his head. He did something, not in the natural, but also a spiritual breakthrough was happening at that very moment. Joshua could have decided to overlook this, all that Achan had done, and just continue. But God would have turned away, as the word says, from him and the Israel people. He had to fulfill God's request, which meant that they had to stone Achan and his family. Then burn them, which for me signifies not just a physical death, but a spiritual death to a spirit that could have led to the destruction of Israel at that time and that season. You see, once that was done and when, when Joshua had fulfilled that, God gave them victory. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Amen. Because Joshua was afraid that the Canaanites would hear about this and, you know, the first defeat uh, by the Amorites, and they would come to Yosemite. You see, God's covering would have been removed over the Israel people and Joshua if Joshua did not fulfill what God has said to him. Let us not also be like Eli the priest, whose sons Hophni and Phineas were wicked and did treacherous things in the temple. But Eli overlooked this, which caused there to be no continuation in his generation, which resulted in God raising up Samuel. Amen. You see, as Christians, we need to value our spiritual inheritance that God has given us. Hallelujah. Our, our inheritance is eternal life in the kingdom of God. Amen. Right here, what we see is that when Achan did what he did, he not only removed the covering of God upon him and his family, but also upon the rest of the people of Israel. And this is why we say that we hold the key to the destruction of our family, people around us. I want to leave these three points to you. How to receive your victory. Number one, listen. Listen to God and be discerning to his voice and his, and his instructions. Now you see, when he says follow instruction, it means that you've got to follow the instruction to the end, which is what Joshua did. I don't think it was an easy thing for Joshua to do, but he had to do it. And being a child of God, he knew what was the right thing. Number two, locate. Locate what is holding you back or what is your stronghold. Yes. Amen? You've got to do this, but you cannot do it on your own strength. You've got to get the Holy Spirit with you. Yes. 
you got to get more of God in you so that you can become more discerning as to what is not of God. Amen? Amen. And the last one, destroy. Destroy or remove what is not of God in order for you to receive your victory. Amen? So this is my encouragement to you today. We could be faced with a lot of people that we have most infiltrators, enemies, and we got to be discerning as to which crowds of people we're part of, which crowds of people or what type of people we fellowship. You see, because once we step out of the covering of God, there's no guarantee that we are protected again Amen. until God says, yes. and we follow His instructions. So as the famous verse in Joshua 1 verse 9 says, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Amen. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord, your God, is with you Amen. wherever you go. You just got to follow what he says. Amen. 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 God bless. Amen. Those are encouraging words. Amen. Amen. And we just thank God for both Antirada and Lorenzo for just being faithful in, in just sharing the word of truth. Amen. Thank God for the testimony, amen. amen. It's a better thing when you stand up and you the testimony. Yes. And uh, one of the things in God's faithfulness is that you'll become the manifestation yeah. of that prophetic word. And so we pray that that which the Lord has started in your life until rather you'll continue. Amen. amen. And thank you, Lorenzo, also for that word. Amen. I, uh, you know, I, I, I like the, the, the fact of when you said kill that which is holding back yes. your victory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing was, when uh, when David goes into battle with Goliath, he takes five stones. Yeah. It only took one stone to take out Goliath, but he takes five stones. Because Goliath had four other brothers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. So when he went for him, and he took him out, Others were for the other fellows that were for the cut. <laughs> Amen. When he cut his head off, the others ran. Yes. Yes. Amen. Mm. You see, sometimes the thing is that you want to, you, you know, you want to, you want to play nice. Yeah. Devil's not playing nice. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Amen. You need to learn when when there is an when there is an assignment. Amen. Mm. And you know what the strange thing about Achan? Aiken wasn't an infiltrator. He was a brother with a wrong heart. That's the biggest one. That's a scary one. Yeah. It's the ones that is close to you. Yeah. Like the old people used to say, you have to watch the pune. <laughs> <laughs> the ones like cats. Quite like cats. You know? her prayers. May you move on her behalf. We thank you for the word that she shared with us, sharing, oh God, that how Esther would find her place in fulfilling her purpose, a testimony of her own journey. We thank you for Lorenzo, and we pray a blessing over his household and his family. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would begin to discontinue your word to come alive in him. Just move upon him in a mighty way. Father, use him. As he will share the word of truth of God, may the hearts and the lives of others be changed. Thank you for each one of your sons and daughters that are here and those that are listening online. I pray today that you would move on their behalf. Yes. That today, O oh Lord, that we would not leave sin in the camp. We would not touch the unclean thing. We would not want to be disconnected from you. We will fulfill the purposes of God for our generation. Yes, yes. 
you know, make the sacrifices. Because you've got something greater in store for us. And so everything that is holding us back, we pray today that there will be a breakthrough in the lives of your people. Bless your people. Let them have a great week, oh God. And even as they come out of this week, may there be many testimonies of the hand and of the faithfulness of God. So we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you are doing and you continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.